0: No Bull, powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to NoBull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone.
1: And welcome in. Wednesday edition of No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Chris Schubert, Sean Crespin here with you on a Wednesday. Sean, the midway point of the week. Thumbs up, thumbs down to the week at the
0: midway point. Thumbs up, thumbs down. In reference to, to just park. me and how I feel, I, yeah, how or you on the, week? the local is it a sports world. Th- dude, I week? always try to make it a thumbs up week. Always. Uh, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, the despite the fact that I'm always running and moving yeah. and on the go, uh, sure. I always try to make it a thumbs up week. So, yeah, dude, I'm feeling good. How about you? you need I'm, giving it a, I'm
1: giving it a thumbs up I'm giving it a thumbs up week. You know, you know me, negativity uh, is kind of my brand. <laughs> but, so, but thumbs up. Uh, weather's yeah. been beautiful. Really, yeah. this whole week. And that's mm-hmm. been, been putting me in good spirits, able to go outside, take it, take a walk, get some fresh air. It's been nice. So thumbs up week here at the Midway Point. We'll check back in on Friday and see how I feel uh, on on Friday. A uh, lot of stuff to get into here on the program today. We're going to talk about uh, Devin Booker and the All-Star Game. Don't know if you heard, but he got snubbed once again. We'll get into that. We're also going to talk about uh, the Arizona Cardinals, a quote-unquote daring move that the team can make this offseason and how daring it is. But before we do that, let's tell everybody what is in the lead on the program. This is the one they're talking about. Well, Sean, Devin Booker snubbed from the All-Star game. it was, was a Phoenix Sun representative. There was a Phoenix Sun representative in the All-Star game. CP3 gets in his 11th All-Star game appearance. He will be representing the Phoenix Suns. We will get into the Booker angle of this a little bit later. We'll discuss the players that have been put in over Devin Booker, and we'll discuss the kind of media reaction, player reaction to it. But, Sean, there will be a Phoenix Sun, at least one, playing in the All-Star game. CP3 makes it for the 11th time.
0: And good for him, right? I mean, extremely well-deserved. I know everybody's focusing today on uh, Devin Booker, but extremely deserved for Chris Paul as well. The turnaround this team has had, I mean, their record right now where they sit, they haven't been here since 2008-2009. The difference on this basketball Before team... Before I got here to Phoenix, Sean. Yeah, you can directly point straight to Chris Paul and some of the other additions that they've had in terms of the the steps forward. And I understand they went 8-0 in the bubble without Chris Paul, but do do not minimize what he has meant to this basketball team here in the, the first half of the season. So, no, very well deserved for Chris Paul to be named to the reserves list. But I do understand the, the angst and the issues that Suns fans are taking with the NBA and his peers... Dev, for that matter, which we'll get into the LeBron yes. James tweets and so forth for Devin Booker, I completely understand that because he yes he he also has been sensational. Uh, and you know the conversation that was always had when Devin didn't get in the last previous few years was well his team's not winning he's got to be on it. Well they're winning now so why isn't he in? And I understand that argument for from Suns fans today as they still wake up a little bit a little bit perturbed by yesterday's news. Oh. It's one of those scenarios where you get told
1: this is how this will happen, right? In, you know, oh, in, you know, Major League Baseball or any other sport, oh, just do this and you'll get paid all this money. And then the player does it, and then the money doesn't come with it. And you're like, what more does the guy have to do? Like, in terms of winning an MVP uh, award in a league, they're like, oh, just play on a winning team. Then they play on the winning team, they don't get the award. What more does Devin Booker have to do? Averaging more than 24 points a game, he's on a winning basketball team. He's he's checking all the boxes that arbitrarily people made up that stopped Devin Booker from being in an all-star game, and he is snubbed once again. But trust me, more on this topic a little bit later on in the program. Speaking of basketball, Sean, look out. ASU basketball is starting to potentially go on a run. They win against Washington big blowout win they have another game against Washington coming up I think they have like what two against Washington State I can't keep track of the rescheduling procedure that's going on in the Pac-12 so you know my apologies if I mix up with the order that these games are being played in but John Rothstein who covers college basketball tweeted look out I wouldn't want to play. I wouldn't want to run into Bobby Hurley and the Sun Devils in the Pac-12 tournament. That got me hyped. I was in. I was like, well, remember two two weeks ago? I was like, out. Oh, season Roth, over. I mean, well, the season's got me hyped.
0: They got a long way to go still. Rothstein has always been a big ASU supporter, though. I mean, he is the creator of Bobby effing Hurley, right? Uh, and that whole hashtag is, yes. that gets used whenever ASU wins. So big Sun Devil supporter. But listen, last night you were down five scholarship athletes. You were down to only seven scholarship athletes being available to you last night. No Christopher. Uh, no Bagley. No Jalen Graham. No Tayshawn Cherry. I mean, it was just another one of those nights for the Sun Devils. So you're running off four guards. The good thing is, Washington is a terrible, terrible basketball team. They have bigs, but they don't play big. They can't make you pay for having to go small the way ASU did. ASU shot the ball well, 51% overall, 38% from behind the arc, knocking down 10 of 26. Um, And, yeah, they ran away with it. I mean, it wasn't even a ball game. The Devils Devils were up nearly 40 at one point. They finished, as you said, the final score 97-64, so a nice 33-point win for the Devils. But, uh, yeah, they get this team again on Thursday. You know, you would hope that the Devils would be able to put in a similar performance. Maybe not win by 30, but put in a similar performance. And then you got the Washington State games back-to-back. Maybe you do go on a little bit of a run. Even if you do, it doesn't change your status for the postseason. It's just going to move where you're seated within the Pac-12 tournament. But if you can get healthy, you can find some kind of rhythm. You can get Christopher back. You can get Bagley back. It looks like Bagley's actually on a quicker pack path to return than Christopher is right now. But if you can get those guys back, you get Tayshawn Cherry back in the mix. You get Jalen Graham, who just had a he had an illness and had nothing to do with COVID. Got to make sure you say that. he had. A, that's why he missed last night's game. He had an illness. Was not COVID-related. Believe it or not, there are still some other illnesses out there. Uh, so he, he he was dealing with that yesterday and um, but he'll be back so if you can get all those guys back and find some kind of continuity yeah this is a basketball team that i agree with john rothstein you may not want to see in the pac-12 tournament remy remy again drops 26 last night in 30 minutes of play dude's been by the way he was cold as ice to start the game last night and somebody on the washington bench chirped at him twice the next three possessions, he blew by a guy, hit two threes, and after each one of those three shots, chirped back at the Washington bench and then went on to have 26 points on the night after he started out like 0 for 4. So, uh, yeah, don't poke the sleeping giant in a Remy Martin if you're Washington on Thursday. But uh, we'll see where they go. You know, there's still, they, their only chance for further postseason play beyond the Pac-12 tournament is to win the Pac-12 tournament. So they got to be healthy. they got to have some kind of cohesiveness, which they haven't had all year long. Um due to covid reasons stoppages starts guys missing you know so we'll see but it was it was nice to have a game last night that didn't go down to the wire for asu uh it blew them out the result was never in question so it was good to see they get they got him again thursday
1: so obviously sean we record this show monday wednesdays and fridays but yesterday was a tuesday it was an off day in between doing the show and you and i were doing some work behind the scenes on some stuff um, for, for the podcast and just doing some testing, like I mentioned on the show on Monday, we're doing trying to do some Periscope later in the week, we're doing some testing for that. So you and I were, 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 were video chatting, we were working on some stuff, and, we, and I passed along the information to you that I saw a random just tweet floating around about Tiger Woods being in a car accident. So you and I were kind of monitoring this in real time, waiting for some sort of official word from, from a more reputable source than what I was seeing on the internet. And sure enough, we we now know Tiger Woods, in a car accident yesterday, had to be removed from the vehicle, was not via the Jaws of Life, I know that rumor was kind of floating around from different reports, Uh, uh, the the police came out and said that that was not the case, was taken to a hospital where he had to undergo some surgery for some serious uh, leg injuries, and that's kind of all we know right now. Uh, we, we don't know what caused the crash. We, we do know that this is apparently, at least according to people local in the area, this is a, a particularly dangerous spot, uh, a curve that you can come up on and not you know really realize that you're coming up on the curve until the last minute. So uh, just a, a developing story to watch in real time yesterday. Uh, first of all, it seems that Tiger Woods, okay, uh, non-life-threatening injuries, but uh, they were significant injuries to to his leg. Um, they, you know, open fractures. Uh, they had to put some some rods and some pins into both his ankle and to his leg. Uh, so just a, a very scary situation. But uh, glad to hear that Tiger Woods uh, is okay.
0: Yeah, okay, relatively speaking, right? Like okay, based yeah. on non life threatening. But the man has a shattered ankle and a compound fracture. Like that's not okay. Uh, but he's going to be okay in the in the long run. In terms of his is his health, but well, um, when question, you saw the
1: pictures of the way the car
0: was brutal, and there then was they some sh- concern oh about God. how bad these injuries were. Yeah, and then you started seeing the you know the helicopter footage of, of somebody you know flying over the wreckage, and you are going, holy hell! And then all the different misreporting, and that's why, God, today's reporting of these situations just drives me nuts. I mean, you had such false information out there of they had to use the jaws of life to get him out. No, they didn't. They, you know, he was he was uh, unconscious when they removed him. No, he wasn't. Um, you know, all these different things that were being reported that made your stomach drop. And, you know, a lot of them were just completely not true, which, you know, today's be first, not be accurate mindset just drives me nuts. But, you know, now that we do have the majority of, of the information out there, um, he—it's good it's good news that he's going to be all right overall. Future playing golf, I think that's A, a question we can talk about down the road. B, yes. I don't like to play doctor on the radio or on a podcast, but it's going to be an uphill battle. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be an uphill battle. So we can talk about the, the future of his golf game down the road, let the man heal first. but and, and then the idiots out there that instantly went to, he's on something. He must have been drinking and driving or, or on pills again. Stop it. Dude was on his way to a photo shoot for a charity golf event. He wasn't on anything. Stop it. You know I don't know why we have to go there right away either. Let things play out. So, uh, yeah, just, just a bad situation yesterday. But, again, glad that his overall health is going to be fine. We can talk about golf at another yeah. time.
1: Exactly. I think the conversation of Tiger Woods playing golf needs to be reserved for once we know that he is able to leave the hospital and you know is done dealing with – uh, the, the major hurdles that come with this injury, just so he you know he can walk again, considering the severity of these leg injuries. You saw the outpouring of support from you know the entire golf community, the entire sports community, just the you know the entire world in general was reaching out uh, in, in support. Sean, I got an NFL story for you here in the Love it. I, I wouldn't let you, I wouldn't leave you hanging. I know these days for you without football are, are you know are, are rough at times. What do you got? There's a new report coming out. Uh, radio uh, host in South Carolina. Offsides with Mark Ryan. And you may think, you know, what does this guy have to say in South Carolina? Well, he used to work in Houston radio. I looked into the guy. He said on his show on Monday that while the list may not be finalized and the situation remains fluid, quote, there are three teams that Watson has expressed willingness to approve a trade to the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, and the Carolina Panthers.
0: I love how you phrased this topic like it was for me. It was, And then, of course, the Jets get brought up. Cl- so this was clearly for had nothing completely. to do yes. for me. Uh, oh. But uh, listen, it doesn't matter if the Houston Texans are still unwilling to negotiate. And there was a story earlier in the week that the GM still is completely against negotiating for a trade for Deshaun Watson it's awesome that Deshaun's like, yeah, I wouldn't mind putting on that ugly green uniform in New York and playing for a Excuse team that's you? Excuse and you? playing for a team that's still nowhere near ready to win a championship. Okay, I'll go there for some reason. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter if Deshaun says, yeah, I'll go be a Dolphin or you know, I'll go play for the Panthers, who also aren't anywhere near ready to win a championship. So, and good luck building something that's going to resemble a championship team when they have to give up the farm to get you. But okay, that's great. You're willing to go there. None of it matters if Houston is still saying they're completely against trading Deshaun and not even taking phone calls. So you know we'll what? see how this develops. Again, pressure is going to get I hope the Raiders on. trade Derek Carr. Okay? What's I that's, that? what, that's what I hope. You beat,
1: what? You, I said, I hope the Raiders trade Derek <laughs> Carr. <laughs> Me too. Maybe just maybe being he, negative.
0: Maybe people can finally uh, understand just how, how valuable he is as a quarterback if he goes to a winning team. Um, but the uh, uh, if, if, nobody, if they're not picking up the phone, it doesn't matter where the hell he wants to go. Now, the pressure for both sides is going to start to every week that goes by, we get closer to that April draft, every week that goes by, You know, teams are going to get more desperate. Texans might start looking at draft picks that they don't have in the first round right now and going, okay, maybe we pick up the phone. You know, pressure is going to start to mount as we get closer to the draft, so we shall see. But as of right now, none of it matters because Houston is not taking phone calls. Easy to have that stance, uh, even at the end of February. Mm-hmm. When the calendar turns to April, I want to see how committed they are to this philosophy, or even March 17 That's... at the start of the new league year. Right when teams are like, "Hey, I either have to go get a free agent quarterback, or you have to negotiate with me." Which one is it going to be? You know, when that starts to happen, yeah, then 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 the ball game really begins. So so very and again, if Deshaun is going to play hardball,
1: which it certainly appears that he's going to play do the Houston Texans want to let this draft go by where they can't have the number two or number three pick, and now they're trading for picks that they don't know where they're going to end up. And by the way, if you trade him to Miami, Miami's going to be good. It's not like their pick's going to be good. The only reason why their pick's good this year is because it's your pick. Yeah, because the Texans pick originally. And if you you trade him to the Jets, more than likely they're not going to be picking two next year. So it's like, you know, you you, got to take advantage of the situation if it's not, you know, you have to make, you have to make, do with the situation that you're dealt. I think they would rather have Deshaun Watson play for them, but that doesn't feel like it's going to be a strong possibility, so they have to make the most of right. the situation that they find themselves in. That's it for In the Leap. Those are all the top stories uh, here on a Wednesday edition of the program, but we're going to hit that number one story here once again because the story here in town locally, Devin Booker snubbed once again, but was he? We'll get into it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone.
0: You know, Schubert, if you're in the market for something and I gave you 6,865 options to choose one that is to your liking, you're probably going to find sure. something you really enjoy, right? That's what you can Not gonna do. Not going to get snubbed there. No, that's what you can do right now at noble.com. There is 6,865 total vehicles that I'm looking at right now at noble.com. 17 different brands. 21 different locations around the valley for Earnhardt Auto Centers, but it's all right there at Noble.com. And, of course, with the Noble Express option we talk about so much here just because it's so convenient. Bring a vehicle to your front door, test drive it for the day. Like, for instance, Jordan Simone had him bring him a Lexus. Good call, Jordan. Bring them a Lexus for the day to, to test drive. But they'll bring a car to your front door. You can test drive it. Uh, you fill out the financial application on noble.com with, no, with the Noble Express option. And, of course, when everything's done, they bring your brand new ride ready to go right to your front door. Once the purchasing process is complete, you can do all of that. From Noble.com and the Noble Express option. And listen, you know it's a name you can trust. If you lived in the valley for any amount of time, you've probably dealt with Earnhardt Auto Centers before. Uh, you, you know the name since 1951, locally owned and operated. Uh, Earnhardt Auto Centers is a name you know you can trust. It's Noble.com, the Noble Express option. That ain't no bull.
1: I don't do too much thinking about it. My main focus is is getting wins for this team. So. You know, it honestly, it would be an honor you know, to make my second appearance, but, you know, I guess, I guess we'll see tomorrow. That was Devin Booker after the game against Portland, wondering about on Tuesday, yesterday, when he would learn if he was an all-star or not. Well, Tuesday came and went. Tomorrow came and went. He was not named. To the All-Star Reserves list. Chris Paul, though, was, so there will be some Phoenix Sun representation. Now, they, listen, I do want to I do want to start this conversation by saying, you know, Anthony Davis, because he's hurt, is probably not going to be able to play in, in the game. And, and um, I believe um, Adam Silver gets to name the replacement. So he Devin does. Booker could be the very easy replacement uh, for him. And then this, you know, becomes Devin Booker's in his second All-Star game, and we're not really Let having me, this well, conversation. Hang on hang on, but
0: hang on, hang on, hang on. Stop there for a second. That would be the second time Devin Booker has been to the All-Star game. That would be the second time Devin Booker went as a replacement. Sure. It's That's different still, when you're named to the yes, team compared the, to being the, a replacement. The, the love it. you feel as a player being, you know, acknowledged as an All-Star of, for in this case, the Western Conference, you know, it's not, It's let's be honest, it's not the same if you're put in as a reserve. Not a reserve, excuse me, as a replacement, you know, and that would have been the second time that it's happened to him. I mean, give the man some respect. Put some respect on the man's name for once. You know, he sh- it's great if he gets to go. And, hey, Chris Paul's there, too, and the Suns have two players. Two players there rocking the Suns', G- Suns uni. That's great and all, but it doesn't carry as much weight if you're putting in a, put in as a replacement, and that would be the second time for Devin. So um, that would be nice, but it's not that, you know, it's still kind of an issue.
1: Yeah, well, he did get the respect of his peers, LeBron James, uh, tweeting about how Devin Booker is the most disrespected player in the league. Uh, I mean, you've seen the the, the outpouring of support for Devin Booker once again. It feels like this is a yearly occurrence around this time of year that Devin Booker doesn't necessarily get the praise that a lot of people inside the game think he deserves. Here are the list of players, Sean, that were named uh, as the Western Conference reserves, even though there's going to be a draft and they're not technically playing for the Western Conference team. I think I've got a, a, a handle on how all this works now at this point. Uh, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Zion Williamson. That is the list of players that were picked over um, Devin Booker uh, for uh, these the spots for the All-Star game. Now, we do know that there were basically four spots that Devin Booker could have slotted into. Uh, the, the two um, backcourt slots and then the the two uh, wild card. Spots, so there were four spots up in total. But we don't know exactly of these players that were selected who fit the wild card spots and who fit into the other spots. So we don't necessarily know, you know, if Devin Booker should have gotten in over Anthony Davis, let's say for example, or if he should have gotten in over Chris Paul, for example, so, or if he should have gotten in yeah. over
0: Zion Williamson, for example. We don't know that, but I'm gonna guess based on the way the graphic was put together that I'm looking at right now by the NBA on the NBA's page. That Chris Paul and Zion Williamson, who are the last two that are on this graphic down at the end, were probably the wild cards. And you've got Anthony Davis. Uh, and then Paul George is next to him, and then Rudy Gobert is next to him, and Damian Lillard is next to him, and Donovan Mitchell is next to him. I'm gonna guess that that they are the the the, the players that were voted in. Just just my guess. I'm just guessing here. My
1: guess, just spitball. My guess also. Based on the talent would be you know, the talent involved that Chris Paul and
0: Zion were the were the wild cards. but we don't know. We, we just don't know how this. Well, in the other way, actually, again, I, I'm going to have to take that back because the the reserves are put together with three front court and two back court, and then two wild cards. So if you start doing the math, so Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, Zion were the were, front court. Yes. And then you've got the other four. Your backcourt, uh, yeah, so was the, yeah, probably okay. Donovan. Then, yeah. If I had, if I had to vote, was probably Damian. So it's Chris Lillard. Paul and Donovan Mitchell now. We're 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 moving it's a little kinda bit. It's kind of where we're at. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of where we're getting to. But either way, you, you kind of look at this list and say, okay, Devin Booker definitely belongs within that group of well, <laughs> that well, group of names. Well, Sean, I mean, it's well, at this point, it's becoming a, it's kind of coming become a comical. And I love the fact that LeBron James. You know, was as vocal as he was, and some of his other peers yesterday on on Twitter were taken to the social media platforms and talking about the disrespect that Devin Booker um, that is receiving. That that alone, uh, and I can't speak for the man, but if I'm Devin Booker and LeBron James and my peers are saying the things they were publicly on social media yesterday, that might mean more to me than actually getting named as a reserve.
1: Now well, you don't get to go be a national
0: TV, and you don't get to have all of the pomp and circumstance and all that. But to have LeBron James, arguably the greatest basketball player on the planet and the best basketball player in the last two decades, telling you know, talking about how disrespected you are and how great of an athlete you are within your sport, that might be more of a of a pat on the back than being voted in by some coaches from your conference. You you know what I mean? I'll, like tell, I, you, I'll tell you this
1: from a team perspective, it's a home run to have LeBron James come out and say Devin Booker's disrespected. And it's a a home run to have all these players come out to the defense of Devin Booker for being an all-star because you know what? This is a conversation point that you bring up all the time. It shows that the narrative is changing around this basketball team. It definitely is. And, and l- th- this is this is not a new thing. Like, we've been doing this a couple years with Devin. But I thought yesterday it was to another level. Yeah, Book's to, the, the- to, the, to the level in which guys were
0: coming out and tweeting and talking about, yeah. man,
1: Devin Booker should be in this basketball.
0: I agree. Book's been a respected player in the NBA for a while now, right? That's not new. But the fact that that narrative is out there and just the overall mindset of the Phoenix Suns, Booker himself, like if there's free agents later on in the year, um, yeah, we were all shocked. Put it this way. We were all shocked that when OKC gave Chris Paul the ability to go meet with teams before they traded him, that he went, met with the Suns. no, he had a relationship with Monty Williams and so forth, but that he wanted to be here. Right. That mm-hmm. that was kind of a surprise that he wanted to be here. Um, these kind of moments where the entire NBA, all of Booker's peers are are getting his back, you hit free agency. That means something. You know what I mean? Like that. People people look at the Phoenix Suns and be like I, I would like to play with Devin Booker. You know, I'd like to play yeah. with Chris Paul. Those things mean something. So when you saw yes, that outpour do. from his from his peers yesterday, again, that's another good thing. If you're if you're looking at the Phoenix Suns' goal this season of changing narrative about your franchise. Those are good moments. Those are great moments. That tweet by LeBron James was a great moment, not only for Booker, but for I think for the Phoenix Suns in general. I was listening to local radio here in town, and, and Brian Windhorst was on, and he was talking about how the
1: Phoenix Suns are going to be players in the buyout market. And, and yeah, they're going to have to compete with be. the Nets and the Lakers, but they're, they're going to be able to, to, to get players in the buyout market. The buyout market is reserved for players picking their spot of going to a team that they think they can win and compete with. Right. Again, what does that tell you about the Phoenix Suns? Yeah. Yes, we all know we can look at the standings and see where they are. But the narrative shifting around this team, I, I think, is getting clearer and clearer as the further we get into this season. Well, the buyout, I don't think there's any question about it at this point.
0: Yeah. The, I mean, the buyout market at the trade deadline is, is teams setting themselves up for free agency in the coming year, you know, in the coming off season. Yeah. So, but it, the fact that, and again, we've talked about, it's not a lot, but we've talked a little bit about the, where the Phoenix Suns are in terms of the tiers of the Western Conference and is there any way for them to get to Tier 1? We both have them just on the top of Tier 2. Uh, I don't think there's one single move you'd be able to make this year without breaking the bank or killing all the chemistry you have built. That would put you into the into the upper tier with the Lakers, Clippers, and Jazz. But, you know, you, at, the free, at, the, at the trade deadline, you acquire an expiring contract or two. Now all of a sudden you're able to set yourself up in free agency. I mean, those are the kind of moves I'd expect you to see uh, because I do expect the Suns to... Hopefully, be able to be players in a free agent market for the first time in a long time, uh, and and you know financially, that's going to be a question. But in terms of teams, inter- or players' interest in your organization, I think they're starting to get there. You know, in moments like yesterday, though it sucks and we we're all upset about Devin Booker not getting in, um, the outpour from the peers, I think that was that was a good moment. That was a good moment for the Suns. All well,
1: Sean, just to wrap up this Devin Booker All Star Game conversation, because they're you know they're, they're, we're using the term that he was snubbed from the mm-hmm. All Star Game, and then you have to play the game of well, if he was snubbed, who's who's coming off? Who are you the are to put Devin Booker? Who, yeah, who are you taking out? Who's mm-hmm. coming off the list to put Devin Booker on the list? And then you get into this you know conversation of you know Devin Booker or Zion Williamson, oh, Devin I th- Booker I think I know where or going. Donovan Mitchell? Are we playing so if, better if, if or can, not better? So if you can pick up what I'm putting down here, it's an all-star game-themed edition of Better or Not Better. I am all for all right, Better Preston. or Not Better. You know my Are love you for ready Better or play. Not Better. Let's do it. The all-star game edition of Better or Not Better, the Devin Booker Snubbed Edition. Are you ready? I think that sound gives you I my answer.
0: You- Let's do it.
1: I give you the I give you the player, and we're just listen for the sake of the, the fun of the game. We're gonna go through all the players, okay? I know that the rules say that you know some, Devin Booker couldn't take their spots. Just just go with us, okay? So I give you the player. You say Devin Booker better or not better, more deserving of an All Star game appearance over this player, okay? Sean Zion Williamson, Devin Booker, better or not better?
0: Devin Booker's a better overall player than Zion Williamson right now. Yeah, Absolutely, agree, he yes. should get it now. Now you know Zion's averaging just slightly more points per game than Devin. Zion is is probably ahead of Devin in the all-important social media highlights. He's probably ahead of Devin Booker there. Oh, here but, it is. Uh, clip culture, yeah, Another clip day, culture Sean's drives it up me up nuts. You idiots who think players are good just because of their, their they have more 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 film on on Instagram, um, but. From a coach's standpoint, i got to be honest, I'm surprised if Zion was one of the wild cards, if he was, sure. I'd be surprised if they put Devin, that they put him in above Devin Booker. I'd be offended if they did. So yes, Devin Booker, better than Zion Williams right now. Where are Chris you? Chris Paul. Where Even are you on Devin that? Devin Booker, better or not? Better.
1: Uh, I, I better better for, for Devin Booker. Um, I, I think the knock on Devin is, is I guess, his defense, if, if you're asking the coaches. But like... Zion isn't that great defensively. So, I mean, if you're comparing the two of them, they're both great on offense, and I think it's negligible the difference of these guys on defense. So I
0: Devin Booker better. Chris Paul. We'll we'll go teammate oh, you're versus going teammate. With the Devin right
1: away. Better or not better.
0: You can't be disrespectful to your own guy. Okay, listen. Well, do I believe it So when we when we talked about the upcoming decision like yesterday's so we're recording this on Wednesday on Tuesday's decision I assumed the Phoenix Suns would get one and I also assumed that, that one would have been Devin Booker not Chris Paul so because of that I have to say yes Devin Booker better should be in but yes. I don't want people to I'm not knocking Chris Paul like the difference in this basketball team from last year to this year the majority of that is the veteran leadership the mindset he brings to the table everything he's been doing on the floor I mean, he's, it's It's hard for me to say. I mean, I, got, I know that what we're doing right now is removing one of them from the equation in order to put Devin Booker in. I don't know if I'm going to do that with Chris Paul, but I would say I thought Devin Booker would be the Suns representative. I thought the Suns would get one. I thought it would be Devin Booker. So because of that, I have to say better. Yeah, I, I agree.
1: Um, I, I'm going to say better as well. Um, again, I don't want to take a shot at Chris Paul because he's been, I know. you know, a big you reason doing why here? they're you know, 20 and 10. But he's one of the guys listed. We have to play the game. All, right. Can't all right, just move on. We got, we got getting... better. We got six more Donovan guys. Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Better or not better.
0: Donovan Mitchell. Better or not better. Oh, man. It's so close. They're not that different. I'm going to hang on. I First it's... of all, I have to. I First of all, I have to. I think it's not better. I think it's not better as well. I'm going to have to say not better. Even though I think it's close. Statistically, they're not far off. Right? Yeah. Like. Donovan Mitchell averaging 24.5 per game. Devin Booker averaging 24.7 per game. You know, you look at the statistics and they're not that far off. Devin Booker's winning games now, too, so you can't tell me that's because you know, his team sucks. But I think you're right. I, I, I can't pull Donovan Mitchell off the team. I can't do it. Damian Lillard, better or not better? Not better. We can move on. It's it's Damian Lillard. He's one of the best players in the NBA. Yeah, not better. Sorry, sorry, Devin. No, no disrespect. He's averaging twenty. No, but he's averaging twenty nine a game, almost thirty. Twenty nine point six, and he's also doubled up Devin in uh, in assists per game. He's got more rebounds per game. It's it's Dame, and no, you're not taking him off the list. Move on. Rudy Gobert, better or not better? I'm gonna say better. Like if Rudy was one of the was one of the Excuse reserves, me. I'm gonna say Devin belongs in over what Rudy's done this year. We're talking about this year. I, I would say he belongs in, but over what Rudy's doing. I mean, Rudy's what a 13 and 13 a night guy, 13 points, 13 boards a night. And he's doing well. I, I mean, I just, I don't know. Booker's had moments. He's he's, he's just. Maybe it's my 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 bias talking it's, here. It's a bias. But I think yeah. I think if Rudy was a reserve, I could put Booker in. Which I don't now. think he was, based on looking at Probably the Probably not. Way that the, no, the that's what I told you at to the start. Yeah but, yeah. but I but, but if yeah. he was a reserve, I mean a wild card I should say. Because they all they're all reserves we're talking about. Uh I, I could see Booker in. You're not?
1: No, I love Rudy Gobert. Uh, I you know I love the Utah Jazz. I just love the Utah. I know they you do, and they've, and, and, so Donovan Mitchell, and they've been sensational Mitchell and they've been sensational, and Rudy Gobert's one of the reasons why. Uh Paul
0: George, better or not better. Devin Booker should be in over Paul George. Am I wrong to say that? Am I wrong? Am I wrong, Schubert? Am I wrong I to say that? I don't.
1: think. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong.
0: Devin Booker should be it's in over close. Paul George. It's close. But again, again, if you just look at statistics, right? Like uh, I told you, Devin's averaging 24.7. Paul George averaging 24.6. Uh, so it's essentially the same there in terms of points per night. Uh, and when you talk about rebounds, Paul George has the edge there. I don't know what it is when i'm talking about importance to the basketball team right now yeah, or that, that, that why that we or why we hold paul george up the way we do when he's clearly not having a bad year but i feel like Devin booker should be in over paul george why do i feel that way why am i i feel i almost feel guilty saying that but i think it's the truth is it your is it your hatred for the clippers no i don't hate the clippers all like things i LA? hate the lakers no i don't hate the yeah, lakers. It's, yeah, okay all right i just
1: no, I think I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's the importance to what the team is doing, right? I think expectations are a dangerous thing, right? The expectations are the Clippers are going to be good. So for Paul George to make an All-Star game and to be this, you know, hands-down All-Star, he kind of has to exceed his own grandiose expectations. Sure. Where for Devin, the Phoenix Suns. They're exceeding expectations, right? So it's they're in a different spot. So that's what I think the difference is for me. Yeah. Uh, right.
0: Anthony Davis, better or not better? I think. This oh, is but no, easy. we can, we can <laughs> hit the button and we can move on. You know, I mean, it, and, but you know what, Oddly enough, this is where he, Devin's going to replace yeah, Anthony where, Davis. Right. Devin that's could slide in but, if, if Adam Silver yeah. does the right thing. Would be, uh, you know, there was thought yesterday. Oh, so I had to look. Wait a I had to look this up wait because I didn't know if it had to be front court for front court or back court for back court. I had to look it up. It looks I saw on Twitter yesterday. It doesn't matter. Silver can put whoever he wants into that spot. So. Devin Booker You said Adam him. Silver has
1: to do the right thing.
0: Correct. But you think the, there's only one answer here that the yes. only thing to do is to put Devin Booker yeah, in. Because of the outpour from his peers yesterday, Adam that's Silver fair. doesn't yeah, have another He doesn't have anywhere else to go with that. When LeBron speaks, damn it, things happen. Adam Silver doesn't have another 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 any anywhere else to go. I mean, find me a tweet huh? yesterday where the entire NBA. Anybody else whose peers came to bat for him the way they did for Devin Booker yesterday? Find me another one. If Trey you, Young, maybe. If you can, uh,
1: maybe. It, people, you know, and I think Trey Young but, should be an all star, uh, Right, but yes. I, I, so I, your point spots. is very well taken.
0: Yes. You know? I, I agree
1: 100%. LeBron James right. so wasn't All-Star coming edition. to bat for
0: Trey Young last night.
1: No. An all star game edition of Better or Not Better with the lovely NBA
0: music. Oh, in re- the back. It's called Round it's very, Ball very Rock. Yeah, love that. Sure, okay sure mm-hmm. here's the thing that drives me nuts like you don't know the excitement of waking up on a Sunday morning and it's not your fault it's your age Right? That's but I don't like you wake up on a Sunday morning and you hear that voiceover that you'll never forget if you're a basketball fan of my my age and generation this is the NBA on NBC there was nothing better than that you're waking up you're having your cereal round ball rock is playing the NBA is coming on it was in its glory days you know it was the suns were great at the time oh Schubert, those were some good memories. Those were some good times, let me tell you. Coming up next on No
1: Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone. The Cardinals, how daring of of an offseason can they have? Well, according to One Place, there are a couple of moves they could make that would be pretty daring. We'll get into it next here on No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone. But first, have to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped just released their brand-new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over at all times. Manscaped, trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement now for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Listen, everybody knows Manscaped and that perfect package 3.0, but they didn't stop there. Complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped, with the same scent that is in all of Manscaped's formulas. This cologne, the perfect complement to the collection. Think of it as your wingman for the night to keep you fresh and ready for anything. It's light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. It's also in a beautifully designed glass bottle. It makes a statement, and the manly scent is attractive to set the mood. And also, when you're over at manscaped.com, check out the Perfect Package 3.0 with all the essentials for your the below the waist grooming needs, the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, and the crop formulations. And now, you can use the new Manscaped Refined Cologne to complete your set and smell great anytime, anywhere. Head over to manscaped.com, you're gonna get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code NOBLE. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and using the promo code NOBLE. Look good, smell good, and feel good with Manscaped. Sean Crespin, ESPN put together a story of the most daring moves for all 32 teams in the National Football League. And listen, Love that. when you come out of the when you come out with a headline like that, you bet I'm clicking on it. You bet I'm gonna click on it and see what you have my team doing, the New York Jets. I always look for your team as well. And then, of course, the Arizona Cardinals, because that's the team we talk about here on this show. And this is the team that we cover on this program. So I clicked on it. And Sean, I gotta be honest with you. I felt uh, I was underwhelmed by the option that ESPN gave for the Clickbait. most daring. When you when you say daring, like I'm thinking, yeah. oh, we're you know, we're trading for this guy or we're Clickbait. signing this guy. It was just to re-sign Patrick Peterson and Hassan Reddick, which is what we talk about on this show, like every show All we do time. when discussing what yeah. the Arizona Cardinals are gonna do with this offseason because <laughs> it's the two most important things they have to address. Yeah. Like I was just completely underwhelmed by this story.
0: I was too, and in, in, well, when you're talking about the Arizona Cardinals, I haven't gone through the entire story yet, to be perfectly honest with you, but um, I guess in a way it could be daring for the Arizona Cardinals to go down that road because in order to get there, in order for them to get to a point where they can sign both Patrick Peterson and Hassan Reddick, uh, and I believe in the article they even talk about the, the uh, for instance, that we talked about in the last podcast of, of potentially – Franchise tagging Hassan Reddick and finding a way to sign Patrick Peterson overall, um, and I guess in a way that's daring because in order to do that, you're cutting players, you're making moves, you're finagling the salary cap. You're not if you go that road, you're probably not doing anything else really within free agency. You're just kind of bringing back your own guys that you already had on this roster last year, and you were an eight and eight football team. So in a way, it's kind of you could yeah I could spin it and make it daring. But overall, no; those those just seem like necessary moves. <laughs> for me isn't to it be, more daring, to be honest, like, honest with you?
1: Isn't it isn't it more daring to just let Patrick Peterson walk in free agency and, I... and then have to rebuild through the draft? Like I think that's more that if we're if we're if we're answering the question, daring offseason moves for the Cardinals, what are they? Mm-hmm. I would make the argument letting Patrick Peterson go is a more daring offseason move than bringing him back on a one year deal.
0: Well, most fans, which is won't... what the argument. Yeah. Yeah, most fans won't take it that way. I mean, I have yet to talk to somebody who finds it as a like, a like a legit hardcore Cardinal fan, you know, who I talk to a lot. They that feels like they have to bring Patrick back, like it's a major necessity. And I have to keep reminding them, like, dude, you're gonna go in with Byron Murphy. No offense to Byron Murphy as your number one corner next year. You know, Robert Alford. Are you gonna keep him on the roster and see if he can stay healthy? Are you gonna try to There's find a way to here. re-sign Drake Kirkpatrick? Like, dude, what are you? What are you? What? What are your plans at that position if you're just so easily going to say, "All right, goodbye, Patrick Peterson"? What are your plans there? I I agree with you. I I would on the ESPN article today of daring moves that might be more daring is to let him walk. But in order to sign both, because I think you and I both agree, the number the ballpark you're going to have to get to to re-sign Patrick Peterson between nine and ten, nine and a half, ten and a half million dollars, because that's going to put him in the range of the of the Richard Shermans of the world and so forth, right? It's a far cry from the 14 he made last year, but it's, it, that's probably the market you're going to be playing in. Well, to get to that point where you can sign both Hassan Reddick and Patrick Peterson, right now you've got $11 million on the estimated cap. It means you're cutting somebody. You know, is mm-hmm. Justin Pugh going to go? You're going to cut him and save, say, you can save $7 million there. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Robert Alford, who I just brought up, you can save $7.5 million by cutting him. So there's some work to do if you want to keep Patrick Peterson. I get it. But um, for me, It's almost a necessity to do so because I see a cornerback room that's going to be – I mean, listen, as a Raider fan, Khalil Mack. (laughs) Khalil Mack, when he was on the roster, unbelievable. But when the quarterback's able to get rid of the damn ball, you know, two seconds after the snap, boom, 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 because people are open. Because he's by the corner on the outside, yeah. It didn't help a lot. That's why the Raiders' defense was ranked low 20s. Even with Khalil Mack, and they well they're worse now. But even with Khalil Mack on the roster, you know, so it's great you got a Chandler Jones, and it's great that maybe you bring back Hassan Redick on the other side. But if 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 guys are running free all over the field, it doesn't do a damn thing. So you need to have you got to have some something in that room. You got to have somebody you can count on in in the cornerback room. And right now, if you let Patrick just flat out walk, the guys you're going to count on probably with the 16th pick overall as well. But Byron Murphy. Potentially Robert Alford, who's going to have to renegotiate. You're not bringing him back at that number, but what do you, what do you, what are your plans there? If you just let Patrick walk, you know, I don't, I don't know where you're going with that. To me, that's more daring than re-signing a guy. I think it's almost a necessity to.
1: And and, I mean, I'll give you a move that could be daring, right? Because everybody looks at what they need to do defensively. A daring move could be like, hey, sign T.Y. Hilton to play wide receiver. Like, sign Corey (laughs) Davis to play wide receiver, right? Right. Like, that to me is a more daring move because it's outside of the box. And by the way, I'm seeing mock drafts lately have the Cardinals at 16, Patrick Sertan, the corner out of Alabama, getting there. Cardinal fans, I'm here to tell you, I don't think that's happening. Like, I, I think Patrick Sertan is going to either the Denver Broncos or the Dallas Cowboys where they pick back to back, you know, in the top 15 like so JC Horns probably your guy at at 16 if you want to get a corner. So like but I think that's where they're going to go at 16. I think it's it's whatever our need is, the best player at that position because I don't know if they're going to be able to go just overall best player available. They're going to have need they're going to have needs that need to be filled with their with the pick and that's why maybe these daring moves kind of have to be as generic as they are because the Cardinals don't have a lot of creativity at least as of the moment to be able to do some of these things. It's something we talk about all the time. We need to I need to see a couple of moves go down first to be able to kind of get a better picture of what Steve Kine might be up to. Because yeah. right now I look at the math and I'm like, I don't know if this works, but he probably has a plan in place. Uh, probably. I know he has a plan in place of what he thinks he's going to be able to do. And once I start to see some of the dominoes fall, I think we'll get a better picture of what could happen at 16, what they could be able to do in the trade or free agency market, and get a better picture of what this roster is going to look
0: like. Yeah, and what might be a saving grace for the Cardinals is – um You know, players right now hitting a free agent market know that there's really not a lot of money there this year. So I think you're going to see a lot of players be willing to sign one year deals for less money than you ordinarily would land one. Knowing that if I play well, I'm going to be able to cash in next year when hopefully, hopefully the NFL salary cap is back to where it should be this year. You know, it should be if you go by the projections of before COVID, you know, it should be pushing 210. We're going to be in 180s. So, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be willing to take less money. A lot of free agents out there might be willing to take less money sign so on a, on like a one-year deal. Year deal. And yep. knowing that they can cash in the following year when hopefully the money is back to where it, it is. You know, so if you're if you're a guy that feels you're worth 10 to 12 million, I might take 7 or 8 this year, play play in a place where I feel comfortable, play in a reset place where I might market. have a chance to win. Yeah, reset the market and then when the when the salary cap hits next year, you know, probably back to the 210-ish um you know, then then hopefully you know you, you can cash in that next season after the one-year deal. I think you're going to see some players go down that road, which might mm-hmm. be a saving grace for the Arizona Cardinals. You might be able to bargain shop a little bit. Um, but, um, yeah, for me, Patrick Peterson is up there. I know a lot of people have him, as a Cardinal fan, ready to walk, ready to show him the door and say, get out. But, I mean, what else are you bringing in, man? What else are you bringing in? That, that, that to me, is daring, just allowing him to walk. Would that's what daring. I say. That's Would more daring, daring than what the ESPN re-signing, story, uh, resigning him is, is basically yeah. a necessity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think uh, you and I are on the same page, even though yeah. I have a sign right at a little bit of a higher priority than Patrick Peterson. That's going to do it for us here on the Wednesday edition of the show. As always, you can follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio. You can follow Sean on Twitter at Crespin zero. Two, uh, rate, follow, subscribe wherever you get your podcast: Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcast, rate, follow, subscribe, share with your friends. Join us uh, in this journey. That's going to do it for us here on the Wednesday edition. Everybody, have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you on Friday.